on the first song has already preached some of the message, if not all. And the communion has also preached part of my message. Let's, <laughs> never mind. There's a unity of faith in this place. Yeah, amen. I didn't tell them my message. I didn't tell anybody my message. Not even my wife. <laughs> when God created Adam, he took the dust and he blew breath of life. And Adam came into being, a human being. But when God created us, he created us from the cross. And he called a new creation. And this is the only creation that can receive salvation and eternal life. Because Jesus Christ lives inside you. So our new creations come from the cross. Not from the dust. It's from the cross. And when I was baptized, I was... I was... Uh, I didn't feel anything, honestly. I was happy I was baptized because I was so worried about my mother who reject my baptism. Because I was brought up in a typical Chinese family and I lost my father when I was 11 years old. You know, Chinese custom, you've got to worship your father, right? Every first week, first day of the month, 15th day of the month, we have to pray and worship my father. And I didn't want to do that anymore because I know my father, I love my father, he loved me, but he is not God. I was very happy. But I didn't know what is a new creation. To be honest with you, I never sat down and thought, what is a new creation? Until recently. Begin to think about, what is this new creation? Have you ever thought of that? You are called a new creation. You are a new creation. But what is this new creation? Let's go to... Thank you, Rachel. Put our hands for Rachel, please. Done a good job. Thank you, Rachel. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 says, Therefore, if anyone, regardless, no, no qualification, anyone who is in Christ, you can't be in Christ unless you have received Christ. Right? When you have received Christ, you are born again. Anyone who is in Christ, whether you are a pope or you are a deacon or you are a layman, who is in Christ is a new creation. So the identity of a new creation is who is in Christ. Every one of us here is. Anybody who is not in Christ. Everyone is in Christ. The old has passed away and behold, the new has come. What is this old thing that has passed away? What is the new thing that has come? So that kept me thinking for quite a while. So our identity of a new creation is in Christ Jesus, not in anything else. Not in qualification, not in how many houses we have, how many houses we don't have, what position we have, which church we come from. No, it is in Christ. What denomination? No, it is in Christ. What is your status in the church? No, it is in Christ. Yep? Let's continue. Now, this is where we can... We can live in the old way or we live in the new way. It's all in our belief system. We can be in Christ, but we live as if we were in the old ways, the old self, the old victor. Or is it the new victor? 
I was thinking, be careful how you think. Your life is shaped by your thoughts. Any difference in me, those who know me today? No difference. I, I feel very different today. You know why? I forgot my mobile. I felt I left my wife at home. I felt my, I left my whole world at home. Simply because I, lost, I didn't bring my mobile. I was thinking, shape our life. That's how important it is with your belief system. You can be baptized, speaking in tongue, but your mind tells you that you, your sins are not forgiven. God doesn't love you anymore. God didn't hear your prayer. You are in the old self. You are not a new creation, even though God sees you as a new creation. But you, because God sees you as a new creation, you think you are old, you are not connected to God. That's how important it is to realize that. So when connecting to God is when you draw power of God from the life of Jesus Christ. The woman with the issue of blood, connect with God, draw power and heal her. 12 years issue of blood. Never say anything that, is, that isn't true. Have nothing to do with lies and misleading words. We are brought up in the world. None of us is exempted. Right? Right? Many of us like to follow medical history or medical statistics. Yes? If you are 70 years old, you may lose your teeth. Yes? If you are 50 years old, your grey hair may come out. Right? If you are 18 years old, pimple may come out. We follow statistics. But we don't live by statistics. That's why God, God called us out of darkness. He said, he called you out of darkness into his marvelous light so that you can be a new creation, you can be his new wine, a new wine skin, you can be his, the temple of the Holy Spirit. That's what he wanted. Right? But yet, we're, here we are, we look at statistics. Okay, COVID-19 is in this place. We, 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 we planning. Yes? Simply because I work in a hospital. My, pet, my, pet, my friend don't want to see me. They came from Malaysia. I said, I'm still working in the hospital. Okay, bye-bye. I don't blame them. I don't blame them. Right? But God doesn't want us to... to God actually pulled us out of statistics, social statistics, jobless, joblessness. He pulled the prodigal son out of, out of a statistic of poverty. He pulled Abraham and Isaac out of famine. We are not to live according to statistics, but our mindset tells us we are going to live according to statistics. Right? Recently, certain, one of my friends says this, oh, my colleague, a certain pen on his, on his neck, he thought, straight away he has a medical statistic that come in. He got brain tumor. That's what he says. But he just got a headache. God doesn't want us to live out of statistics. Don't think we don't live by statistics, social statistics, economic statistics, uh, stock exchange indices. You know. All right, next one, please. Now, where is this 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 new creation created? It is from the cross. I will start from the love, the, the bottom one. God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Whoever believes, not whoever who is qualified. Yeah? Whoever believes in him 
should have should not perish but have eternal life. God expressed His love by sacrificing His Son Jesus Christ on the cross, not just on the cross as a burnt offering. A burnt offering means that the, the, when the fire comes, the offering must be hundred percent con, con, consumed. That's a burnt offering. You know, God so loves the world, I mean, He expressed His love in such a way, this is the way I love you, I sacrifice my son as a burnt offering for you and for me. So to express this love, we see that it is start with grace. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. Can somebody give me a feedback? Can you read 2 Corinthians 5, 21 from there, from at the back? Can you read it? Oh, okay, so the phone is right. For our sake, he made me, he made him, God the Father made his son Jesus Christ to be seen, who knew no sin, so that in him, in Jesus Christ, we might become the righteousness of God. We are the sinners. God accepts us and make us the righteousness of God. That is the language of grace. That's grace. Accepting you for who you are. Right? So that from, from a sinner, I mean, you there are sinners who are very sinners, honestly. But when they come to the Lord simply by believing, he becomes the righteousness of God. How do you get it? You just came up from jail. You just killed somebody. You just raped somebody. Now you become the righteousness of God. How to tell it? God, the world has no, has no, no way to reconcile the two. But it's simply of the grace of God. There are people who can't pass this grace, honestly, because they are trapped into it. We talk about it later on. So this is grace from the cross to, to you and me. Mercy. You know that first John chapter 3, verse 5, you know that he appeared, Jesus Christ appeared in order to take away sin, for in him there is no sin. He has no sin, but God made him the sin by Jesus said, Okay, I offer my body. I offer my life as a lamb offering, as a burnt offering, the sacrifice of the burnt offering of the lamb of God on the cross. He has no sin, but he takes all the sins of this world unto his own body. He took all the sins of the world. We cannot be more sinful than what he had taken onto his body. He took everything sin on his own body. Of course, it comes with the consequences of sin. The hurt, the pain, the discomfort, the sleepless nights, the frustration, the anger, the hatred, the rage, the murderous spirit. He took all that unto his own body, right? And he took away the sin from us. So we, we are actually, our sin has been taken away. Our sin, can I say amen? Our sin has been taken away. So that is the mercy. That is the, the, word, the, 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 the language of mercy. God forgive us in mercy is forgiveness. Peace. First Peter chapter 2, verse 22. He committed, Jesus Christ committed no sin, neither was a deceit found in his mouth. He has no sin. It's a language of peace. He has no deceit. That's a tell lies. Do you like to have a friend like that? Every day, peace and no, no judgment on you. No condemnation on you. 
How do you like that? As your wife or as your husband, as your partner? Oh, I love it. No quarrel. All right. So must grace, mercy, peace, and love express the love of God from the cross, and that's what the DNA of the new creation. That's your DNA. That's my DNA. So in every situation, every crisis we face, God within us manifests this to us. Accept him. Forgive him. Reconcile with him. Love him. Because there is indirect connection of who Jesus Christ is. The new creation is to create you and me to be like Christ. And that is how the remembrance on the, at the table of communion we remember these four things. God accepts you. God forgive all your sin. You have made peace with God. God loves you. Unconditional. All this process take away the condition of loving you. Next please. Grace. Grace means accepted. God accepts us for who we are. Regardless of color, regardless of age, regardless of, 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 of the sin they have committed, regardless of family background. By grace, Ephesians chapter 2, verse, verses 8 to 9, by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing, it is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one can boast. Grace has no condition. God accepts you for who you are. And, and it is not about your works. You know, there are so many, not, not just religion, there are people, I, I hear so many times, I heard this lady who was dying and said, how can I be sick? And how can I be in this hospital? Because John Pope II was my choir mate. We are in the same choir. We sang together. He sang with John Paul II. We're in the same church, growing up together. This is my work. I've done so much for the church. Why, how can I be sick? But grace is not about works. It's not your own doing. It's not your own doing. Whatever you have done, God accepts you. That's the starting point of, of, of the expression of love. God accepts you regardless of your background, regardless of where you come from. God accepts you. Don't allow your thought to bring you to the old way that I had done this. You know, I did not ask for forgiveness when my mother died. Or I did not restore this. You know, I have done this. It's so bad. I have hurt somebody. I have killed somebody. But God still accepts you for who you are. I'm not encouraging you to murder somebody. But God, you don't take this, take this verse and say, God accept me, now I can, go, I can go and kill somebody. But God accept you for who you are, to forgive all your sins. So you have to accept yourself. There are people who can't accept yourself, themselves. And it's true, it's real. I say it all the time, I cannot accept this. I just, I just cannot because... I've been so bad that I don't think it's beyond redemption. That's the word they use. It's beyond redemption. I'm beyond redemption. I just, I just cannot.
And it's not about how good you are also. Not just about the bad work, but also good work. Right? People say, I'm, I've done so, many, so much good work, that I should be like that. I should be like that. God should accept me because I, am, I have done good work. God doesn't accept you because you have done good work. God accepts you because he loves you. That's his start. You have done good work, good. Now, Christian, we all have to work hard, yes? But our work as a Christian, as a new creation, our work doesn't draw from energy, doesn't draw from politics, doesn't draw from sweat, doesn't draw from hard work and sleepless night and strife. Our work draws from faith. We've got to work hard, but we have faith in the Lord. Our work, productivity, draws from faith, not from your energy. Yeah? Next, please. Mercy. Mercy requires forgiveness. John chapter 20, verses 27 to 31. And he said, Jesus said, this is after Jesus had been crucified. Right? After he had been crucified, resurrected, he appeared in front of Thomas. And Jesus said to Thomas, put your finger here and see my hands. Jesus has five wounds. One on here, one on each palm, one on each leg, and one by the side. Five, right? That's why five is the number of grace. Put your finger here and see my hands. And put your hand and place it in my side. Do not disbelieve, but believe. Thomas answered Jesus, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But these are written so that you may believe that Jesus Christ is the Lord, the Son of God, and that by believing, you may have life in his name. Now, this is... This is what Jesus did. He appeared before Thomas, and Thomas was doubting, and he said, he has, who, who, who sins Jesus carry in his body? Thomas's sin, your sin, my sin, right? This was a sinner, right? Who sin Jesus took on the body, and Jesus appeared before him, and he was still doubting. But Jesus said, Don't, do not disbelieve, but believe. That is a message for us. We have believed in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. We have believed in Jesus Christ, right? Now we come to forgiveness. No, I don't think God has forgiven me. Many have said that. If you are saying that, you are in the old way. You have not crossed yet. You have not crossed from one side of the cross to the other side. By the way, we are Hebrews. We are, we are the crossover one. We should cross from one side of the cross to the other. Right? One side of the cross before crucifixion. The other side of the cross is after resurrection. Right? So we got to live on the other side of the cross where we have seen the resurrection Christ. The resurrected Christ, right? And best, blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. We have not seen many things. We have not seen, and there is faith. But yet we believe. Were you there when, when Jesus Christ was crucified? Have you seen? No. But we believe. And he said, Jesus said, Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believe. And 
And Jesus wants us to believe that Jesus is the Christ. Our belief is in the Christ himself. For a start, that is the starting point of belief. Next, please. Peace speaks about reconciliation. John 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors had been locked where the disciples were for, for, fears, for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. In the morning, Jesus was resurrected. In the evening, Jesus appeared to the disciples. Okay? And yet the disciples still had fear. Bible did not say why, why did, why, 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 what, where, does, where does the fear come from? My guess is that because Jesus was just been crucified, right? Two days ago, right? Right? They were fearing. They probably have been running because the Roman soldier may catch him and crucify them also. Right? It could be that, that fear, it could be persecution also. But God did not specify the fear. Okay? Now he said, on the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors were locked. When the disciples were, for the fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, peace be with you. Peace, nothing can stop the timing, the evening, the day is getting darker, the door is locked. You have fear that will not stop you from having peace with God. Peace with God. When Jesus, after he was crucified, after his resurrection, he said, Peace be with you. Because now, through him, he has made peace between you and the Father. Nothing in between. The evening can stop, cannot stop that peace to come into your life. The blocked door cannot stop peace to come into your life. The fear cannot stop you to come into your life. Now, Evening, locked, and fear is, 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 is a characteristic of people who are depressed. Hopelessness, mental illness, anxiety, panic attack. People who are depressed like to, or hopelessness, helplessness, like to close their door, to be alone, close the curtain, close the door, be in the dark, cannot get up in the morning. The doors are closed. The evening is coming, the day is getting darker. There's no hope. Evening is coming. Getting darker, getting darker, no hope. Door is closed. Don't talk to me. I spoke to a 10-year-old man, uh, man, 10-year-old boy. His mother was dying in the room. He was outside. I said, how do you feel? I'm depressed. I can understand he was depressed. You know? And he didn't want to see the mother. He just cannot. I cannot. I cannot see. Cannot see. So dog locked down. Locked down. And fear. Fear it has a root that causes a lot of emotional issues. Anxiety, panic attack, hopelessness, depression, sleepless night, anger. And these three characteristics is here where they met Jesus. No matter how depressed you are, how much you want to close your door, how long you want to close your door, how you feel about the, the day is getting darker, your peace is still the same, God's peace with you is still the same. It's all in your thinking. You've got to choose the fact that 
Okay, I want to have peace with God. I have peace with God. The peace of God is within me. I am the new creation. Declare it and stand up for it. Most men, mental patients ask for two things, love and peace. The dying patient, love and life. I can understand it. But love, everybody wants love. A lot of them came from broken home. Of course, they want love. Broken relationship, of course, some of their mental issues is because of relationship breakdown. And, and, and peace, because they can't sleep, because they have fear within them. They come to the counter, give me the tablets now, I have a panic attack, give me the tablets now, I, I cannot sleep. But that will not stop God from going into their life. That will not stop God from standing there and saying, peace be with you. The peace that Jesus made between God and you and me has nothing in between. No evening can stop it. No dog can stop it. No fear can stop it. And that is the, that is the characteristic of a new creation. He wants us to be so close to him. So don't allow your thinking to think that because I have this emotion, I'm cut away from, from God. I can't, I, I can't see God anymore. No, no, God can see you. God is just within your heart. I can't hear God. No, 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 because you have not tuned on. Because your mind tells you, you have no hope evening is coming. You have no hope that my door is locked. No one visits me. I can't visit anybody. I don't like to visit anybody. And I have the fear that grip my heart all the time. Next. Curse is broken on the cross. Galatians 3, verse 13 to, 15, uh, 13 to 14. Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law. Jesus redeemed us. Not your knowledge. Jesus redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, curses is everyone who is hung, hanged on a tree. So that in Jesus, in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come upon, come to the Gentiles, so that we might receive the promised spirit, the Holy Spirit through faith. On the cross, Jesus took away the curse of the law from us. You are not under a curse anymore. Don't have the curse mentality. Oh, I'm not... I can't do well uh, because I'm, I'm, I'm under curse. My business is not doing well because I'm under curse. Leave those lies apart, aside, and think of you, new creation. Your curse has been broken. Okay, so we see what is this curse. Next one. It comes from Genesis. Chapter 3, verse 17 to 19. The ground is cursed. That's why we have the description, life is hard. Yes? Have you heard of it? Life is hard. I can understand so many people who migrated from so many countries over the world into this country, and a lot of them now, 70, 80, 90 years old, they always say, life is hard, life has been hard, because they work so hard, three jobs, four jobs, carrying meat in the factory, doing concrete, selling food, and they work three jobs. Life is hard. By the time they get 80, 90, the back gave way. They have the pain. So what do you call that life? Life is hard. Is it from God? No. As I said, our work doesn't draw from energy. Our work draws from faith. 
Yeah, you have faith that God is the provider. You will adjust your working hours. Yep. Okay. Now, Adam to Adam, when God created Adam, this is what God, when God, um, uh, Adam sinned against God, this is what, what God thought to Adam. To Adam, God said, Because you have listened to the voice of your wife and have eaten the tree of which I commanded you, you shall not eat of it. Curses is the ground because of you. In pain, you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles that it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face, you shall eat bread, till you return to the ground, for out of it you, have, you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you will return. That is a sad life. You work so hard. Right? On the ground. Even on your table, you got food to eat, still you have to sweat over it. That's not a good life. Am I right or am I wrong? Right? No, the word is right. <laughs> I'm just telling you the word. <laughs> and by the sweat of your face, you should eat the bread. So the ground was cursed. So don't think that because you work so hard, you are under a curse. You are not under a curse. It's now realized that God established that. You are a new creation. Your work doesn't draw from energy. Your work draws from faith. I spoke to a, 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 a taxi driver in Singapore. I gave him my card. I told him about God and so on. And I gave him my card. He didn't believe it. So about a month or two, or it's been about three months later, he rang me in the church. I said, okay, come and see me. He worked very hard. He, got, he said, Victor, I, you, you told me about God, love, and all these things. I, I want to believe, but I had to work seven days a week. I'm a taxi driver. I said, can you work six days? God will still give you seven days. Okay. Can it be done? Can it be done? Of course. A few weeks later, he came back. He said, yes, I now work six days. Not only he came back, his wife came to me. His wife came to me and said, what have you done to my, my, my husband? I said, I didn't do anything. He said, he has a change, man. The wife that came to the Lord. Because God wants us to raise this body. is created to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. To be your, God called us out the marvelous light to be new creation, to be the, the, the new wine and new wine skin, and to be the temple of the Holy Spirit. Redeemed, cleansed, sanctified through the blood of Jesus Christ. No other body, no other body has except the body whose identity is in Christ. Right? So, cursed, the ground was cursed, so you worked so hard for it. But Jesus went to the cross. Okay? Now, I want you to see this picture, because this is where curses are broken. Next one, please. Jesus described his back when the Roman soldier ripped him, right, and tear down the flesh, he described it as a field, as a garden, as a paddock. Psalm 129, verse 3. The flowers plow upon my back and make long furrows, long line for irrigation. That's what happened to his back. He described it as a field. I believe this has a significant effect on what the curse, or the curse on the ground was. Because 
when he, his bait was, was weaved like a field, they tore down the forest, right? Like line after line after line after line. That body was hung on the cross. Yes? We saw it just now, curses are those who have been, who has, which was hung on the cross. So that curse on the ground is now broken. We don't have the curse of the ground anymore. So don't live with that mentality and say, I have to work three jobs because I cannot make my ends live at meet. No. You may not have to work three jobs, two jobs. You may have to work only one job, but you don't draw from your strength, you draw from faith. When my son, before we migrated, my son, my first son said, Dad, I want to go to Australia to study. I was a pastor. My first thought was, my first thought was that if he is the son of God, a child of God, if God wants him to come to Australia, I cannot allow my finance to stop him because God wants him to go. Finance cannot be my decision to allow him or to disallow him. In my heart was two things. One, I will work as a taxi driver at night. The other one, I didn't pray, but next one I didn't pray, but I hope he didn't get it. <laughs> but he got two offers from Monash University and from Melbourne University. God gave me two offers. Now I got a problem. Why is that good for him? Now, when my son graduated, I haven't gotten a job yet. I don't even have a job. I thought I need two jobs. But God provided all the way. Even when my second son graduated, I didn't even have, I still haven't got a job. But God still provides. When he, they graduated, we sat down and ate. First son, especially when he first graduated. I was so happy because we sat down and ate and I said, this is dearly, this is dearly God. I wanted two jobs. I told him I wanted two jobs just to support you. But I didn't even, up to today, your graduation day, I still haven't got a job. He graduated. My second son graduated. We still ate as much. We didn't lick a meal. Because you don't draw from your effort, you draw from faith. God is the provider, he cannot deny himself. If you think of, if you're working two or three, three jobs, if you think that's the way your life is, I think it is wrong. But you can check with the Lord. I think it is wrong. I think you have to adjust it and say, spend more time with your wife, spend more time with your children, right? Get one job and take care of your body and depend on God. See how God, where God leads you. Yep. Next, please. Blessing is by grace. When as a new creation, as a new creation, your blessing is commanded by God. It's not your effort. It's not your effort. Deuteronomy 28 verse 8. God will command the blessing on you and in your bonds and all that you have taken and undertake, you have, all that you undertake. And he will bless you in the land that the Lord your God is giving you to you. Now the blessing not only to come by blessing by itself, they have better income, it comes with a bonds to store. That means you have excess, you have a surplus. You have your saving. And it doesn't come from that also. It also comes with the land. You can afford your land. You can afford your beautiful house filled with good things. 
and you can afford your saving. And further down in Deuteronomy, it actually tells you, you actually multiply, you invest, you multiply. Not by your hard work, but by, by you realizing that you are a new creation. I was thinking I have to change. I hope I finished now. I hope uh, 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 that today that I don't, want you, I don't want to give you a list of, to check whether you're old or new, but I hope the word of God has spoken to you, you on, in your own journey, that you, you know, the, 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 the test will come when there is a crisis. You want to live in the old way or live in a new way, right? So I want you to take into your decision making the factor or the truth that you are a new creation, you are not the old creation, because the all has been taken away on the cross for you. Curses are broken. Sins are forgiven. Your body is healed. He took all the diseases of the world unto your body. He took all the diseases, which I preached uh, the last time I preached here on uh, uh, Leviticus chapter 1. Right? He took as an as, as a animal sacrifice, as a sacrifice of a bull, a bullock, that he took the sins and the diseases of the world. If today you have a disease on your body and it shouldn't be in your body, it should belong to the body on Christ because he took it away on the cross. And that diseases on his body, all the infirmities and diseases, physical and emotional and spiritual, even mental illness, is on his body, on his head. The mental illness on his head. If you have a tumor, it's on his head. If you have cancer in your, in your guts, it's in the in, inner organ. He also mentioned in the Bible, it's in his inter, internal organs. He took all diseases, skin, the skin was, was subject to, 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 to the burnt offering also. You have the skin disease, you have an eye problem, it's on the head. So his head was, your, 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 your mouth has a problem, your lips have a problem, your ears have a problem, your brain has a problem, it's on the head. And it's mentioned in the Bible, that was the head, that was subject. He took it on his own head. If you have sickness in your in, internal guts, in your lungs, in your liver, and in your heart, and your, that uh, uh, Moyan was mentioning about, that's in, that is subject, he also took that on his inner inner organs, and, in, and anything with arthritis and rheumatism on your leg, and his leg also is mentioned, it's on his leg. So all disease and infirmity, he took it on every part of his body. And that was subject to the fire adjustment. That was fully consumed as an animal, it's fully consumed. So all the diseases, that shouldn't, it shouldn't be in our bodies. So we need a new thinking now, a change of mindset to say, as a new creation, I don't have to carry this. Right? Because his body was consumed. After that, when he's resurrected, there is no more sickness on his body. Bible says, as Christ is, so are you in the world. He has no tumor in his brain, you don't have. He has no cancer in his body, you don't have. He has no arthritis in his leg, you don't have. As it is, so are, as, he, as Christ is, so are you in the world. You live in the world and yet not of the world. God doesn't want you to live in the statistics of the world. He wants you to live according to the blessing of the kingdom of God. For you are a new creation. We are a new creation. We are God's chosen people. We are his, his royal priesthood, his holy nation. 
Let us pray. If today you do not feel that you are in Christ, I want to assure you, if you have received Jesus Christ, you are in Christ. I want to assure you that this is what God says, you know. Maybe for those who are watching over YouTube, or those who are not sure, let's say this prayer together. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We believe you created us as new creations on the cross.